today we're going to learn about territories in the spiritual realm. Territories. There are territories in the spiritual realm. Um, when you, as, as, as a, every person on this earth, they have a choice. We are given free will by God. God has given us complete free will. We have a choice how we're going to live our lives. There's different categories. We can choose, number one, God's will, which is to surrender everything to him, live completely for him, serve him. That's choice number one. And when we choose that, abundant life is our inheritance. We get to enjoy the, the reward of following Jesus, that inheritance that he's given us by dying on the cross, by enduring scourging, even before going on the cross, shedding all that blood is for you to be healed, delivered, and walk in abundant life. That comes when you make that choice of surrendering everything, of really serving him, not one foot in, one foot out, surrendering everything. That's choice number one. Then there's, um, there's, there's, Choice. Oh, and by the way, here it says in Acts 26, 17, that it says, whom I'm sending to you, this is speaking to the disciples, to open their spiritual eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness and release from their sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified, set apart, made holy by faith. So when you turn from darkness completely to light completely, not a little bit of darkness here, here and there, but you turn from that completely, you turn to light completely, and you sanctify yourself. You're set apart. You're holy. That is when you receive an inheritance. Most people are not receiving the inheritance from Jesus, the abundant life, healing, freedom, abundant of peace and joy. Because they're not fully surrendered. This comes when you are set apart. Sanctified. That's when it comes. So that's choice number one. Choice number two that all people have on this earth is to be a lukewarm Christian. One foot in the world, one foot out. You have that choice. God gives you free will. He doesn't force himself. He doesn't force himself and say, you have to surrender. What are you doing? He gives you the choice. And when you live the lukewarm life, one foot in the world, one foot with God, there's a good chance you would have demonic oppression in your life. There's a very good chance, very good chance you have demons and you need freedom, number one. Number two, you're not going to be really doing much for the kingdom of God, if anything, really. You're not going to really, you're not going to be walking in your purpose and you're not going to be able to access abundant life. Then there's choice number three that people can choose to, to live as non-believers simply, like uh, atheists, agnostics, or worshiping other gods. Buddhists, Hindus. There's that choice right there. And when you live like that, this is when your life is going to be having demons that's what life is looking like and just in blindness when you're in that place you are a pawn for the devil 
when you're in that place you don't you aren't knowing that you are that you are working for the devil serving for the devil be, being used i should say being you don't know you're being used by the devil but you're you are a pawn um like for example when you when you are an atheist when you don't have jesus demons can just come in and these demons look like anxiety depression anger rage um, addiction, all sorts of things. But for example, if you have that rage in you, you're going to constantly be uh, lashing out at people. So this is an example of you being a pawn for the enemy. So that lashing out, being angry at people is literally speaking words of death over people. And this is having a spiritual impact. This is making people to, um, spe you're speaking false identity over people. You're making people to be insecure um, and not, see who they are and walk confidently in their purpose. See? So we have the spectrum of, of serving God. You're doing great exploits for Jesus. You're doing such an impact in the kingdom, advancing the kingdom, destroying the works of the devil, living your purpose and walking an abundant life. Then you have lukewarm Christian where you're just not doing much and on top of that you don't have abundant life. Right? And then you have the, the, the atheists and the worshiping other gods and you are being a pawn and you don't have abundant life at all. You have demons. And then there's this last choice that everybody has free will to make and that's to be a real servant of Satan. To be a witch, to be a warlock, to actively be doing the devil's work. Putting, I mean, witchcraft is putting curses on people. It is, witches are the ones that actually send demons. They send them out to people. They're doing works. So the devil's using, just like God uses us to be vessels of the anointing and destroy the works of the devil, to cast the demons out. Devil uses vessels to put d demonic powers in them and demonic powers to be sent out to people. So this is, this is the f choice that we have. We all have complete free will. We are not pressured by God in any way. We have complete free will. All right, so it's very important to understand that we have this free will. And these are all the different choices that people make. This, these are the choices that we have. Now, many people... They, they blame God so many times when they see good thing, uh, bad things happening to good people or they themselves ha have sickness, bad things happening in their lives, um, early deaths and families and friends, for example. So many people, Christians included, blame God. Like in their mind, it's like God is in control. How could he allow this to happen? But this is because most people don't understand that number one, we have complete free will. Free will, who we serve, what we open up ourselves to, what territories we will go in. We have free will of what sow seeds we're gonna sow and what reaping will, will happen to us. We have complete free will, number one. Number two, as a believer, 
God has given you authority. Yes, God can do anything. Yes, God is in control. But many people think he's in control like a puppeteer. He's not. He gives us free will, which in that regard means he's, he chooses to not control. Right? So the, God, when he created humanity, he put Adam and Eve there, the first humans, and he says, let them have dominion. So when he did that, he was literally giving his authority, giving it to humans that they would have dominion over the earth. This was God's plan. This was God's will. And now Adam and Eve lost that, domin that dominion, that authority to the devil. They handed over the keys basically by giving into his lies and they said, basically, you can have our authority. And he, they got, he, he got to take the keys. So this is one of the big reasons of why Jesus came, why the, the Father sent Jesus, was to return and restore that authority that was lost to us as children of God so that we would have dominion again. So when you become a child of God, a big part of your identity is that you have authority. So today we're going to learn like what that authority entails because obviously we, 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 we as a body of Christ, even if every single one of us confessed at the same time, like devil die, he must die. <laughs> there can be no more works of darkness. That won't happen, right? It's because this is why this teaching is important for you to understand today, for you to learn today. The devil's still allowed. We're not in heaven yet. Heaven will be different. Heaven, there's no darkness. There's no sickness. But we're here on this earth to save the lost. People have free will on this earth. We're here to do works, to save the lost. To, for God to open eyes through us, to save the lost from going to hell. That's why we're here. That's what this is. This is our purpose to say, rescue people from going to hell by God working through us for, for people to see that Jesus exists and loves him and he's their savior and Lord. That's why we're here. So, devil still gets to exist. Till we go to heaven, we, as we're here on this earth, he still gets to exist, right? And people still have free will. Devil's work, he's allowed to still do things. People are still allowed to do works of the darkness. They have free will. So authority that we have when we are, when we become a child of God, it says Luke 10, 19, behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. Nothing shall by any means hurt you. So Jesus says this to his disciples. I give you authority. This is how we know. We have authority now. Jesus has given it to us. So what does that authority look like? Since we know that, well, we can't exactly command the devil to die, right? And all the works to stop. So what, what, what does that authority look like? So when you give your life to Jesus, Every single one of you immediately gets authority over the devil. 
That's part of your identity. Now you have to know this to actually be able to walk in it. Or you become like Adam and Eve, you know, and just hand the keys over to the devil. And so it's like you're not using your authority at all. And that's how a lot of believers are. They have not received this teaching. And that's one of the biggest reasons why people don't access, access abundant life. It's because so much of accessing the abundant life is walking in authority daily. Is, is applying the word of God daily. Like reject the, de- the devil's lies. Resist the devil and he'll flee from you. Take every thought captive to Christ. Because the, one of the biggest war, ways that the devil wars on us is the mind. Sending lies. Like you're not really free. That's the scheme of the devil to keep you from walking in an abundant life. To, stay, to keep you in a place of stagnancy. To keep you in a place where you can't even testify that God has freed you. Because the devil's convinced you he has not. That's an example. But when you can reject the devil's lies, I have authority. When you give your life to Jesus, you have authority over your own spiritual life. That's the authority you are given. Meaning, all these attacks of the devil, many, most times in your, it's coming in your mind. But it can be other ways. Your finances, your children, y- your, your ministry, your, 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 your body, anywhere. Attacks coming. You have authority over the devil. Over those attacks. You command all the attacks to leave. Reject them all and declare God's truth. By his stripes, I am healed. All sickness has to leave. I am healed. I thank you, Jesus, for healing me. I have a sound mind. Every lie of anxiety, depression must go. Every nightmare, you wake up from a nightmare, this is what you do. I reject that dream. That's it. That's what I do. It works great. Yeah. Once in a while, I've found the devil try to come with a nightmare. Once in a great while. For me, it's not much. Um, But once in a while, great while, it's just a lie. So I wake up. I reject that lie. I know exactly what it is. Don't let it freak me out. I I don't let it. uh, I I don't let the devil lie to me and make me think that it's me. Because a big scheme of the devil is to, like, have you do something bad in the dream. Sinful. And so that you'd wake up and think, oh my gosh, why would I dream that? Like, am I bad? I must be bad, right? <laughs> but you, you know exactly what the devil's doing. So you wake up, I reject it, and you move on with your day. And he has no power. Resist the devil and he must flee. And that's what, hap- that's what happens for me. I don't get another dream, recurring dream. This is what happens when you walk in authority. Don't let him fool you. Reject declare God's truth so you're declaring God's truth you're you're plowing like you're walking you're prophesying you're you're taking territory into the abundant life amen we are given um territory Joshua 1 4 it says your territory This is God speaking to Joshua. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. 
No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will ne never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. Be strong and very courageous. In other words, be strong against the devil's schemes and walk in your authority and claim this territory that I've already given you. Don't shrink back. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. This is the simple way of receiving abundant life is to take the word of God so seriously. Meditate on it. So you are sharp in the spiritual realm, so you know what God's truth is, so you're quick to reject every lie of the devil. You're quick to. And so you're able to walk in this authority effectively every day. Uh-uh. Devil, walking in this authority, taking the land in the spiritual realm. Rather than the lies you're believing, you don't know the word of God that much, devil's tricking you in sneaky ways, and then you like shrinking back and you're staying stagnant or you're going backwards. Instead of that, you meditate on the word of God. You take it seriously. Like the word of God said there. And then you will be prosperous. Then you'll be walking in your authority and you'll be taking the land. You'll be prosperous, successful, walking in abundant life. We don't need to blame God. We need to walk in our authority. We need to take the word of God seriously, and then we will be prosperous, successful. We will not die. We will not become sick. We will not be oppressed. We will walk in abundant life. We got to take the word of God seriously and be serious about walking in our authority. It's as simple as that. Hallelujah. So back to, back to your, your, your territory. So when you become a believer, you immediately have all authority over the devil's schemes. So all the ways he's trying to attack your life outwardly. Now, sometimes one has a de demon or demons before they become a believer or after they become a believer, they've opened up doors. Or there was generational curses, open doors in the family that have passed on to you. Sometimes a believer has demons. And in that case, you might not have technically the level of authority to cast them out of yourself. There are different levels of demonic powers in the spiritual realm. As it says in Ephesians 6, 12, it says that we are not in a war of flesh and blood, but there's principalities, there's rulers, there's forces in the spiritual realm. That's speaking of different levels, principalities being the highest level, prince of a region. And so we see Acts 19.11, Paul was doing extraordinary miracles, the Bible says, where even they were bringing handkerchiefs and aprons to his skin and touching on the sick and demon-possessed, and the sick were being healed, the demons were fleeing. The fact that it says God was doing extraordinary, another translation says unusual, that shows us that there are different levels of authority and anointing. That's the same thing, by the way. When you have anointing, it also means you have authority. Authority over demons, authority over darkness, authority over sickness. So that, sh that reveals to us that there's different levels. There's different levels of authority and anointing. And we, we see that anointing's rare. 
we see that it's rare for demons to be cast out in the body of Christ today. God doesn't give the anointing to everybody, but he gives it to those who are humble, childlike, surrendered, whom he can trust. That doesn't happen overnight. It doesn't happen the moment you give your life to Jesus. God can say, yep, they're trustworthy. He tests you to see if you're trustworthy. He tests your surrender. He tests your humility. He tests your childlikeness. He tests if you're teachable. And when you pass the test, then he sees he can trust you. And then he pours the anointing. Hallelujah. And then once he pours the anointing, it's not everything right at once. But he, you don't want to be destroyed by that much power, you know, and it comes with a lot. It comes with so much spiritual attack. You have to be ready and strong against the principalities' attacks. So God will, will pour out more and more and more as you become as you more and more obedient. And also according to what God's calling is on your life. Because not everyone's called to be Apostle Paul and Apostle Peter, right? So the Bible says even... Jesus says to the disciples, you cast out demons. The Bible never actually says, cast out demons out of yourself. And it's because when you have a demon, it's a literal chain of bondage. And it's only the anointing that destroys the yoke. So you need this higher level of anointing to cast out that demon, to destroy that yoke. That's why Jesus says to the disciples, you cast out demons out of people. He doesn't say, oh, and by the way, when you get a demon, cast a demon out of yourself. You know, we don't see that. We have, we have all authority over our own spiritual life, but I'm talking about the outward attacks. But that's why it's so important that the church has the power of God. That's so important that God is restoring the Acts church now. So what we see in the Acts church, we'll see now today, where when people need freedom and healing, they can come to the church where high-level authority anointing is, and without much effort or struggle, they can just be there in the presence, the worship music starts going and they start being freed. That's what happened with Peter. The, they, they put the sick and demon possessed near him in the proximity of him and he would pass by and his shadow would touch, touch the people and the demons would go and the sick would be healed. This shows that he had high level anointing and authority, that there was no struggle, but the power, the authority was so much stronger. That just being near him, they had to obey that authority. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So, I want to explain now how your territory, how you, what your territory is. So, first of all, all of your territory in the spiritual realm is, first of all, your own spiritual life. For you to be constantly walking in authority over every attack that comes your way. Also your authority, your territory. Because, by the way, we have territories. I want, I want you to understand that w our territory isn't everywhere. But there's certain places that's our territory. That's our domain in the spiritual realm. So, your own personal life and then your household. So if you have children, you are the spirit, you have spiritual authority. That's your territory in your house. That if your children are having attacks, you you rebuke those attacks. Now the kids could have demons, in which case you should be coming to the church where the power of God is anyways. And they can just be freed simply, just coming. 
Amen? But you have authority over the, the, like the outward attacks unless you yourself have grown in the anointing and can cast the demons out of your children. That happens too. If you have grown in the anointing, you can cast a demon out of the child perhaps. It depends on the level of demons, the level of demonic power and your level of anointing. Amen? Okay, so from there, now we're going to talk about ministry. You are all called to minister. You are all called to be vessels of God. This great commission that God's given all of us is preach the gospel, heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers. That's not just for the spiritual elite. That's not for just the 12 original ones. That's not just for me or, or just the, the, the fivefold ministers of today. Nuh-uh, that's for every one of you. Heal the sick, cast out demons, raise the dead. Because you're all called to be a vessel of God's power. We all have different callings. We all have different callings. Like God has a specific level he, he has for every person according to his perfect purpose. But you are all called to be a vessel of his power. Amen? So we all have different callings. Some are called to be actual fivefold ministers where you'll have a church or a ministry. And, but, but, some, but many of you are called to to have your own territory and minister in your territory, in your life, in your workplace, in, in, in your home, where you're interacting with people in life, the grocery store, the public places, friends in your life. Amen? So, I'm gonna first start with, if you are a minister, if you're a fivefold minister, like here, here is a church where I'm the leader of as an apostle and pastor. This would be, because God has given us authority, right? This would be my territory in the spiritual realm. My domain. That, that's why demons trembled and, what's your name, hon? Christina. That's why demons trembled there in her. Because she came to my territory. Hallelujah. Just like Apostle Peter, the reason why everyone was healed, everyone, had nothing to do with one-on-one prayer, had nothing to do with loud screaming, demons go, had nothing to do with putting hands, physical, it had everything to do with the authority that Peter was walking in. And so this is how it is. Like as we conduct church here, this, we want God's will to be done here. We want demons to go here. That's the mandate here. We want the sick to be healed here. We want God's will to be done. We want all darkness to go. And so because that's what I walk in. That's my heart. That's my confession. That's my covenant with God. The demons and the devil know that. So when I come here, I don't even have to say, demons, go. But I am walking in that authority. This is my territory where this, these things must happen. So when a person, when you come here and you have demons or you have sickness in your life, you have strongholds in your life. When you come here to this church, what you're doing is you're submitting everything in you in the spiritual realm too. You're submitting it all to the authority of Christ, to God's will. 
you're, you're making the choice to submit yourself. Well, that's the action of you coming to this church. In any church, it's for you to say, I want God's will to be done. It's an action of surrender to Jesus. You're giving your free will to be here for God to have his way. That's what is going on in the spiritual realm. You think I'm just coming to church. This is what's happening in the spiritual realm. That's why demons trembled immediately. But you also with your heart came that way. You didn't come like a rock. Where a rock can be in a stream, but water doesn't penetrate. Because you can come that way. But when you come with that heart, I want God's will to be done here. I want to be free. You're, that's the action of submitting yourself. And the demons, the sickness, the darkness has to submit. Has to obey. It's this principle. It's my territory because God's given me authority. So Christ's will, God's will must be done. Simple. Amen. That's exciting to come to church, right? We should never miss out on that. It's like, God know God's will is going to be done in my life today. I'm coming to his territory. God's territory. Amen. So th that's an example of me as a minister. This, that would apply to you if you have a church. The same would apply if you are a guest speaker somewhere. Uh, that moment that you are speaking, you would have the authority there. And, and it's very important we understand authority. A lot of Christians don't understand authority. And so they're trying to pray for people and they're not seeing much results because they're not understanding authority. But demons aren't going to respect you if you're not walking in authority. It's the authority that makes them go. So that's why there's this order that we have here where we don't have tons of people praying all the time for other people because that's not how authority works, right? But it's like in the spiritual realm, God's given me the, the, the territory here. And so the demons will obey the most when we all respect that order. Otherwise, there's chaos. Otherwise, it's a kingdom divided which can't stand, right? So here at this church, you come here to submit to God's will, for God's will to be done in your life. It's a place for you to receive, to be healed, to be delivered, to be equipped, to receive impartation, to be filled up, to be equipped so you can go walk in your territory, in your domain, and minister to others. And that's what's happened today. You're being equipped to walk in that territory, to know what your territory is and walk in it effectively, this authority. So for, for you, for you, if you are not a minister, for example, you are uh, in a church, for example, your authority would be, if you have children, would be your home. Your authority would be whenever people give you free will, their free will to minister to them. It looks like different things. So maybe if you like happen to lead a Bible study or something, or you're, um, praying, uh, lead a prayer group or something, you would have authority. That would be your territory there. But besides that, God has called you to minister to people all throughout your life, in the public, in your workplace, your friends, from other areas of life, from the past, you know, all, you, you know all these people in life, and you're going to come across many different people in your lives, in the public place, in the workplace, amen? So God is calling you to minister to them. Not all of them, though. Those that will give you their free will. 
God never forces himself on people. He does not want us to force ourselves on people. This is very important because when you step outside of where you're supposed to, your territory is opening the door to the devil. It's opening the door to attacks. You have to respect people's free will. So this is, this is what we should be doing. We should be the light, the greatest light we can be. We should be full of God's love everywhere we go, oozing his love, shining the brightest we can. We're called to be the city on a hill. So we are called to be so bright, so enticing, so full of love that we catch people's attention. We catch people's attention with how we treat them with kindness when they didn't deserve it. We catch people's attention with how we, how we treated someone. They observed, wow, you, you, that person was mean to you, but you were kind back. We catch people's attention when we are full of peace, when they know what's going on in our life, and we should be full of anxiety and depression. We catch people's attention when we smile at them always. We catch people's attention. This is being the light of the world. And when you are truly a light of the world, pe people can't help but be attracted. God is pursuing them, and one of the biggest ways he pursues people is through you. God's pursuing them, and the people are feeling that tug. And so eventually, somebody, you're going to catch a fish. Eventually, somebody's going to come up to you and submit themselves to your territory. Like somebody's going to come up to, this is what it looks like. Somebody's going to come up to you and engage in a conversation with you and be like, what is it about you? Why do you have so much peace? I'm filled with anxiety all the time. People feel in their heart they want to open up to you because they feel love. They feel safe. They feel Jesus. They don't know what it is yet. So they start to open up to you. And you continue to love on them. You continue to love on them. And then once they start to open up to you, they get to the point where they're even saying, I need help. And you can start to tell them about God. You can start to tell them your testimony, how God freed you, how God wants to free them. And then you can even say, I could pray for you and God, God could free you right now. Do you want that? Or they might ask you, could you pray for me? That is your territory. They have just stepped into your territory, your domain, where you truly have authority. That's how you can know where your territory is. And that's the place where you can minister them to them. You can command demons to go. You can command sickness to go. You can, God can release prophetic words to you. Amen? That's your territory. But it's important to not step out of your territory. I know we can get very zealous, like, people need Jesus! But we have to be very careful to not step out of our territory because we open ourselves up to demonic attacks. This is why we're called, what, what we should be doing is loving people and being the light. Rather than going down to the homeless street and saying, Damon, get out of her! Damon, get out of him! What, what happened to their free will, though? And I know it's hard sometimes because sometimes people aren't right in their mind, but they, it's still free will. That's a good time when someone should invite them to church and see if they'll come because now they're submitting themselves. Amen? Like on an airplane, 
there's I fly every week and there's demons everywhere. You know? But I I cannot go. I command every demon on this plane and every person to leave now. I can't do that. It's not my territory there. People have free will. Some people on that plane want to serve the devil. I can't force them. Some people want to be atheists, want to worship other gods. I can't force them, but I can be the light. I can be so kind and friendly to everybody who comes my way, the flight attendants, the people on the plane, the people sitting next to me. I can smile, you know, and they could, they, they might feel they want to ask me something, strike up a conversation, you know, and that can lead to me blessing them. They could, who knows, it can let, lead to me praying for them and casting out a demon on the plane maybe. But we need to be in our territory or else, and this is a warning. I'm saying it's opening your up, yourself up to demonic attacks. Amen. Hallelujah. So, um, and that's why I say, that's why it's important here at like Fivefold Church that we have this order. Because if you are stepping out of, out of your territory and stepping into another uh, servant of Christ's territory, it's, it's opening up doors to demons because you're going out of the order. Amen. So I also now want to talk about the fact that we're learning about territory today. I want to talk about the fact that the that there is the devil's territory. Because people because the devil's allowed to do things, right? We know this. He's allowed in this earth today. And so this is how there's demons everywhere. It's because the devil's doing works. It's because he has servants. He has witches and warlocks putting curses and sending demons to people. So um, the devil's territory is where his work is carried out. Like his work is being carried out. And the devil's territory would be where his true servants, his witches, his warlocks, are all united. I mean, they're all serving the devil and they're all doing his work. That's their all of their free will. So we are not called to go into the devil's territory. We are called to be separate, set apart. We are called to be light and not mix with darkness. Amen. Um, it, it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 5, you are all sons of light and sons of the day, or daughters. You are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do. But let us be watched and be, and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk are drunk at night. You are all sons of light and day. And so we need to use wisdom, uh, like really knowing where our territory is, where we are effective for the kingdom. Because sometimes, uh, sometimes we can feel like, I'm just going to go into this darkness and be the light. But in reality... You're going into the devil's territory where every person in the devil's territory there, it's their free will to serve the devil. Does that make sense? Where you can be so effective in your actual territory. Your territory is actually really big. I mean, your territory, not just as where you can minister to people and cast out demons and heal the sick, but also, I should say, the place, your, your hill, where you're the light. 
your hill to be the light to draw people in for you to minister to them or for someone else to minister to them, for them to be ministered to. You know, we're called to just be the light and then let God do his work. It, whether it's us casting the demons out or somebody else, but we're called, that, our, main, our main focus should be to be the light, to be just bringing the fish in. Amen? And so your, pl- your place where, where the city on a hill, so your hill place to be the light is big. It's so big. But it should be like this neutral space. Like here we are in a neutral park space. We are not in a Masonic temple, but we are in, you know, or we're not in a, a, a Satan's, a Satanist um, building. But we are in a neutral space where we can be a light for people who have free will. Some people walk by here, they're going to get their Halloween outfits. That's their free will. Some people here, they're going on their way to go to the psychic or, or to, to be a psychic. That's their free will. Some people, they, they, they feel something when they pass by here. And God's been pursuing them. But because we are spreading our light in our territory where anybody can be reached, they are attracted and they come and they receive Jesus. Amen? So your place to shine is it should be this place this of this like neutral ground like social media you can put your post out there you can be sharing testimonies of what god's been doing here for example share your testimony you're sharing it out but you're letting people have free will you're not forcing it you're sharing it you know you talk about it with people you talk about your testimonies with people at work or whatever you don't force it but you talk freely when they're open to it There's so many places for you to shine, to be effective, and to be in a place of spiritual safety, protected. Because when you're in your territory is when you're protected by God. But like psychics, for example, I'm not going to knock on the door of a psychic and say like, you need freedom, I'd like to cast demons out of you. You know, it's, her, it's the psychic's free will. And the psychic is actively serving the devil. And that's technically the devil's territory there. When people go to psychics, psychics are putting demons in them. When people are going to witch doctors, they're putting demons in them. They're sending demons to them. For psychics, it's a demon telling them things that they a familiar spirit. They follow the person. They know things about the person's life. That's how the psychic gets their powers. It's demonic. Demon giving them the powers. Demon giving them insight. And then they send the demons to the people. So when you go to a psychic, when you go to a witch doctor, that's you entering devil's territory. That's why you hear so many testimonies. I mean, so many people come and renounce. They go to a witch doctor, going to a healer that wasn't of Jesus, um, Santeria, um, psychic. It's like every time they get demons. And they're believers many times. But it's because they stepped into devil's territory. We can't blame God. We have free will. When we step into devil's territory, it's his territory. He can do works there. It's the same principle as opening a door. 
many times opening the door is stepping into his territory. Like there's many ways we could not walk in wisdom. We could be like, I'm gonna watch a horror movie and just pray over everyone who, who's watching it that they never receive a demon. But you've actually stepped into the devil's territory as you're watching and you're allowing him to put demons of fear in you. But that principle of doing that with a horror movie, that's sometimes ways that Christians aren't walking in wisdom. They're being like, I wanna bring the light there, but they're actually going to the devil's territory where people have free will to serve the devil there. So that's not your territory to go there. Amen? We have to be separate from there. We stay away from that. And those people that are, this could also include um, going to dark parties, like Halloween parties, or the clubs, or the, just parties where it's darkness. You don't have to go there to minister. Those same people that are, that are going to those things, they're also going to grocery stores. They're also passing by you in the street. Be the light there. Be separate. Be set apart. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, so the, the, the places where the devil's territory are also, this is why it's not good to take part in Halloween because like the day came from the devil. The devil's the source behind it. He's the spirit behind it. So it becomes like his territory everything's influenced by him the 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 ghosts the decorations of the skeletons and the witches and it's all influenced by him all influenced there so there is real uh territory there when you engage in that you're entering unsafe territory it's like Sometimes, I mean, sometimes something harm, nothing would happen, but sometimes other times a demon of anxiety could come into a child, for example, you know. I was nannying a boy. We were driving down. This was when I, the first year in the ministry. I was still working part-time. We were driving down Sunset Boulevard. He sees a scary movie uh, billboard. It was a sequel to a movie he had seen as a child when he went into his, or just a scene he saw walking into his parents' room. They were watching it. But we're driving by the billboard. He's freaking out. He's 12 years old, like almost a teenager, and he's covering his eyes, freaking out, saying, tell me what he passed the billboard. And I asked him what happened, and that's what he said. So when you're watching a horror movie, when you're, some, when you're going to a place where there is fear, death, this is devil's territory. This is a place where he can, you're giving your free will to go into devil's territory where he could do things, where he could put demons, where he could bring fear, darkness, anxiety, death. Um, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Uh, there was a horrible tragedy that happened yesterday in Seoul, South Korea. A hundred and something people, more than a hundred people died of a stampede. Of, it was a, a huge Halloween celebration where people traveled from Australia, Dubai, so many different nations. It's, just like, it's like the biggest um, Halloween celebration in Asia, one of the biggest ones. So they're all going there to celebrate, and they ended up get the, the alleys are narrow, and they ended up getting too many people there. And so people suffocated, they were trampled on. And so this happened yesterday. Um, and 
I pray, I, I speak blessing and peace and comfort of God to every one of those, the family members of those, they were in their 20s and teens with the, the people, the ages. And I, and I pray God would open their eyes and they'd receive Jesus, their family members, and be comforted by him. But yesterday, seeing that, it reminded me so much of um, this, tra was it Travis Scott concert in Houston, Texas? It's like the same kind of thing happened like last year. I think about almost exactly a year ago or so. And there, it, it was such a demonic concert. Like I happened to see, when I was looking at the news about it, what happened, they showed images and I'd never seen such a demonic themes. I mean, mo most secular singers are pretty in, in the darkness, you know, a lot of them are, but not so blatantly dark images as this. I've never seen such dark images. It looked like worshiping the devil, basically. But this is one of the biggest pop artists. And um, a very similar thing happened where all of a sudden there's just so many people and they just started to rush. People started to just like try to rush the stage, get closer. And I don't know the number, I forget, but several people died. Young people once again. Several people died from that. And um, there's not, it's not a coincidence that these tragedies that you even scratch your head and you're like, how could that even happen? That doesn't even like make sense. There's not a coincidence why we see things like this happening, why we see these kinds of tragic deaths in these scenarios. Things that are so dark like this, it's the devil's territory. <laughs> like territory of the devil. Where you're opening yourself up to receive his his works upon your life. You know, there's no coincidence. It was a Halloween festival, a Halloween celebration, you know? So, um, it's important for us to know that the, the, the spiritual realm, the demonic spiritual realm, it's real. Like witches are real. They are doing works. They have, they, they, the, the, the devil tells, these witches, to, they need to make um, sacrifices, like human sacrifices. And it's all in the spiritual realm. You know, it's all in the spiritual realm. They, 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 they literally allow there to be sacrifices of people, allow people to die at maybe their events, or they allow things to happen. Um, and so this is why it's so important to know, like, don't play around with this. Don't step into the devil's territory. There's not the protection of God there. And we don't blame God, we have free will. The people in the world, because of these tragedies, because of, because of what happened yesterday and what happened at the Travis Scott concert and because of even like COVID and other things that happen, tragedies, people in the world, they live in fear. They live being like, something bad could happen to me because it just happens randomly to people. I could just die because it just happens. It just, they live in this fear. We as children of God do not live in fear because our spiritual eyes are open and we know that we have the protection of God 
When we follow his commands, when we walk in our authority, take it seriously. When we don't sleep spiritually, we stay away from the things of darkness. We don't mess around with it. We don't give a tiny foothold to the devil. But we're serious about our surrender to Jesus. We're serious about pleasing him every day of our lives. When you do that, you are in God's hands. In God's hands where you are protected fully. You are protected more than a vaccine, than a mask can protect you. More than, than anything on this earth could protect you. Supernatural protection. And we don't live in fear because not only are we in God's protection, but we know that we're here for a reason. That God put us on this earth for a reason. We'd love to go to heaven right now. We'd probably all love to do that right in a second. But we know that God put us here for a reason, for purpose. We have an assignment. We have an assignment to reach the lost so they don't go to hell and to lead them to Jesus. That's our assignment. God wants us here. Or he would have created us to live in heaven with him. He wants us here so his people can be saved. He wants us here. He wants all of us to live a long life serving him. So we can have no fear. We can live confidently. Knowing there's nothing to fear. God wants me here. Nothing bad's going to happen to me. Anything that comes my way will only be God refining me in the fire to make me better. I have nothing to fear. Every day we can live in this peace and joy and not worried like, am I opening a door? You've come here. You're equipped. Your eyes are opened up. So you know not to step in the devil's territory. You know what the devil's territory is. You say no. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Our God is so good. Amen? He's really given us abundant life, protection, peace, joy, healing, freedom. This is the truth. Thank you, Jesus. Stand to your feet.